0: For he has done us mercy according to his great mercy. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So today is the eve of the Holy and Great Covenant Thursday. Um, And as a church from the very first century, we celebrated this day as a day of mourning and a day of repentance, a day of fasting. since the very beginning. And we know that. There's a document called the Didache, Or the Dedake. Where it was written in 70 AD. And it talks about how the apostles. In the very first century. Only 40 years after Christ. It was already established. That all the community already fasts. On Wednesdays and Fridays. They go to church on Sunday. And take part of the Eucharist of course. But Wednesday was special. We fast on that day. With Friday. And that is of course because. Of the betrayal. We betrayed our Lord and God on this day. This day hurts. Um, And if it doesn't hurt, maybe we should think why it's not. Because we're all invested in this. And unfortunately, Judas represents all of us. Uh, No exceptions. I want to meditate today on what makes him Judas. What makes us sometimes Judas. Judas is what makes us disciples. Mm-hmm. What makes us the Mary. Or the women. The church puts in front of us in this week. Beautiful examples. Of people who were not perfect. But people who repented. People who were not perfect. But people who gave their all. People who were not perfect. But people who followed till the end. We have a couple of examples that are named specifically. For example Mary. The sister of Lazarus is mentioned Saturday night. Washing the Lord's feet, the woman of today at the house of Simon the leper, so most likely a different woman, who breaks or uh, he, she, she pours out the ointment on the head of Christ. And in both cases, there's a complaint by Judas. There's also other women and there's other people who followed the, to the cross till the very end and we put them right, you know, right under the cross always. St. Mary, our beloved mother and the mother of God, and John the beloved, for example, right? What makes Judas Judas, and what makes the rest the disciples? There's obvious ones, and there's not so obvious ones. Let's just think about it for a second. Judas was inside for wrong reasons. If you think about it for a second, Judas had the money box. What is the money box? The Lord was not working in the temple. This is not the temple money box. This is a different money box. What is the money box? Money box is how the Lord and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ on earth was happening. You know, in the Gospels it talks about how the women were providing for the Lord. But who was managing these affairs? Who was taking this money and putting it to good use? Giving to the poor when it's needed. Giving to somebody who's needed. Who's needy whenever they need on the way, etc. There's a treasurer, like in every church. And that person is Judas. This is the highest theme. This is not somebody who is, you know, of low stature. This is not just one of the disciples. Actually, scholars sometimes say that Judas is probably, probably if not the most, he's one of the most learned of all the disciples. He probably had the most education. He had the most talents. And Christ offered him according to his talents. He gave him the money box. He trusted him. Judas was inside for the wrong reason. He was in it for the prestige. He was in it for the privilege. He was in it maybe for the authority. He was maybe in it for the money, as the Gospels say. Therefore, he was in it for pride. It was all about what fills him. And therefore, the moment it didn't fill him, he was out of service. He was out. That's one of the first reasons. Maybe sometimes we're like Judas, not the disciples. Another reason is Judas was so close, yet so far. One of the twelve. Dwelling with Christ all the time. For three years, never leaving his side. Seeing all the miracles. Seeing the raising of the dead. Seeing everything. Yet, there was somebody closer. The youngest of all, John the Beloved, for example. Leaning on the Lord's bosom. Learning from him in silence. You don't hear him talk. You also don't hear Judas talk. But Judas, when he talked, it was the stuff he said today. What is this woman doing? criticizing her. And that's the third thing that Judas was doing. He was keeping others away. He looked at the woman and he looked down on her. I have the money box. I'm the one who serves. I'm the one with the talents. I'm the one who the Lord entrusts. What is this woman doing? She would never ran this by me. What is that talent of hers? Does she think she has a talent? Is this a talent? Sometimes that's what we feel. Sometimes we look down on others like that. And I'm here to confess my sin on this Wednesday, like we should be all remembering on every Wednesday of the year. We do this, we look down on others. Sometimes our talents are not very apparent, but if you think about it, my hand, which I've been moving to speak, is a talent. Not everybody can have a hand, not everybody has a brain, not everybody can use their legs to move, not everybody can travel, has the means to travel. To do mission work, for example. Not everybody is able to speak in Sunday school. Not everybody is able to preach by a simple smile at the door. Some people can't control their muscles. Every one of these is a little talent. And the great women that the church puts in spotlight in front of us today used everything they got. And Judas looked at it. What are you doing? This should have been sold and given to the poor. Again, so Judas sometimes was inside for the wrong reasons. He was so close yet so far. And, And let me meditate on the so close yet so far once more and say Judas was at the Lord's washing the feet. Actually in John chapter 13, Judas most likely was among the disciples whom the Lord washed their feet. Because in the same chapter, the Lord tells him, well, go do what you're about to do. After the washing of the feet. After the washing of the feet. He was so close, yet so far. And the third thing we said is, He was keeping others away. Why this waste? He said. As Christ said in Matthew 12 He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. Let's focus on our own exams, per se. Let's not look at others. Let's actually glorify others and be happy that they're using everything they got. Even if we don't understand the talent they're using. Sometimes we keep others away by, you know, newcomers when they come in. Or oldcomers. Envy, strife, backstabbing, not smiling. Look at somebody's tattoos. Looking at somebody's who knows what. Noah sharp or something. And we criticize. And instead of inviting men, we keep them out. And instead of being a light to the outsiders, we become outsiders. Another thing Judas does, he doesn't understand that there are limited chances. doesn't think that every chance he gets could be his last. That's a huge difference between him and Peter. I want us to meditate for a second. And let's say Wednesday, every Wednesday of our life is a chance and could be the last chance we repent. Because Thursday could be the day of betrayal, meaning Peter betrayed also tomorrow, he's going to betray the Lord tomorrow night, Judas betrays tonight, and he goes to the chief priest, and he agrees on the son of money, he's going to deliver the Lord for, the difference is, in the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 22, when Peter Denied the Lord three times. Three different times. Somebody asked him, Hey, you were with him. And Peter's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know him. Three times. And the gospel according to Matthew tells us, after that third time, the rooster crows, and the most terrifying and the most loving moment, and one of the most loving moments in the entire Bible, in the entire gospel, the passage says, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter went out and wept, wept bitterly. Peter, when the Lord looked at him, repented. Judas, when he did what he did today, tomorrow, he's going to sit there, let the Lord wash his feet, and do nothing. He didn't understand that this is, this is literally his last chance to repent. This is it. But no. His pride kept him from doing that. And he didn't understand his limited chances. Let us again understand this fact. And when the Lord turns and looks at us, and we all have these moments in our lives where we think he's looking. Yeah, he is. Let's not doubt it. And let's change. And let's weep bitterly and look at the Lord and look at his love and find him last is, of course, Judas lost hope in God. Sometimes we don't know where the hope is from. Of course, the the, the apostle talks in his epistles about how we need to have confidence in the Lord's salvation. We are sons and daughters of the King of Kings. The Lord is finding ways to keep us inside the kingdom, not finding ways to keep us out. We need to have confidence that He's got us, He will save us. But sometimes, where do we look? Where do I find the hope? And that's why the Lord and the church in its amazing wisdom puts the cross in front of our eyes. Where do we find the Lord? Right under the cross. We want to see the Lord? Let's start carrying the cross with Him. And we'll see Him actually carrying most of the load. We'll look at the cross and how big it is and how heavy it is. And then we'll realize, I don't think I'm carrying it alone. Somebody's carrying it with me. It's still heavy. But somebody's carrying it with me. That's what service is about. That's what this woman did today. That's what the Marys did. That's what the disciples did. Even if they were not mistake free. Let's all say today on Wednesday, on every Wednesday, I have sinned the Lord. We have sinned my God and betrayed you. Forgive us. Heal us. Renew us. Inject in us your own life. Wash us innerly in your own blood, as you say in Revelation. Embrace us in your open arms on the cross. Be patient with us. We are the, right th- the right-hand thief. And if we happen to be Judas at a time, or the left-hand thief, Lord, remember our weakness. Teach us. Turn and look at us, Lord. And bring us to repentance, so we may understand your never-ending and self-ending love. Teach us to have hope in you. Teach us to know that we have limited chances. Teach us. Do not keep others away from you. Teach us so we're so close and not so far. Teach us so we're inside your bosom, not for the wrong reasons. Teach us so we can say, Our Father who art in heaven, and end that prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, by saying the praise that we say on Pascha. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory and the blessing and majesty forever. Amen. Emmanuel, our God and our King. Glory be to God forever. Amen.